Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies Talking Leafs. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And boy, do we got a fun show to get to. But first, it's NFL playoff time, and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade, BetOnline is your number one source for your championship wagering. So check out BetOnline for NHL, NBA props as well, and live betting, of course. So head to BetOnline and join today to get in on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know needs support or advice, reach out to Connex Ontario or an organization near you. Place your limits and stay within it. So off the top of the show, um, most of our listeners probably saw us on social media. We we want to, well, we want to thank our listeners and everyone who voted for us in this 2024 Sports Podcast Awards. And as I was trying to say there, most of our listeners probably saw our on our social media the posts that we um that we won the bronze award and it's a huge honor for us to not only win but also be the only Leafs podcast to win an award. So we do want to congratulate the other two award winners, our kids play hockey who won the gold and that's like two years in a row, so check them out and Snow the goalie a Flyers podcast won silver. So uh yeah, it's it was very much an honor. We are so grateful to our fans. And uh, yeah, we are completely blown away. We we weren't, we didn't expect to win. We were just happy to be nominated. Uh, so to come in third um, out of all these other great shows uh, is, is just so special. And uh, yeah, we couldn't, we can't thank everyone enough. Yeah. Considering we're a two woman show and it's our fifth season. It's pretty mm-hmm. good to be actually to be recognized this way. So, yeah, thanks so yes, much. And we really want to thank the, the sports podcast group um, for putting this this together. It's it's just a great vehicle. Um, it really uh, they really do a great job of amplifying shows. And, um, you know, if you want to check out like a, it's a really great place to go to find out about other sports like they really have. They have shows on there from like everything you could possibly want, like tons of, uh, you know, like European football. They have cricket, um, like tons of women's sports. Uh, you name it. If you're looking for a show on your favorite sport, you will find it there. So, so definitely check out the sports podcast group. Yeah. And they also were the ones who, um, 
who actually nominated us too originally as a finalist, basically in the because uh, it wasn't just voting; the voting came afterwards, right? No, but so it's not they, them. Like they, they have you know, they basically pull together people from throughout the industry, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, that's where what the, I mean. It was uh, other yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there was other people involved, or yeah. from the Sportscast Awards. So yeah, no, it was a it. It was just, uh, it's just a great, huge honor. And, um, yeah, we'll be, uh, thanking everyone for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So now let's get into the show. So All Star Weekend was a huge blast, but now it's time to get back into the real games and we're going to chat about where the Leafs are at right now and what we want to see, uh, in the final. 35 games of the 23-24 regular season. And then, uh, as I said, we had a fantastic time at the All-Star festivities here in Toronto. And we have a special recap of our top 10 All-Star moments from the weekend. And for our third period segment, we are going to give some thoughts on what's going on with the teams in the Atlantic Division right now and in the Eastern Conference in general, um, as the standings are pretty tight right now. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to chat Leafs first. So uh, just want to go over what we've liked and disliked from this first half of the season. Um, And I was mentioning just before we got on air here that (laughs) it's not a good thing when it signed for me because I only had like one thing that I've liked and then I had a few that I disliked. But I'm going to try and not, I'm not going to go too heavy on the dislike part. I think part. it's because like going, heading into the all-star break, things were like, you know, we're, we weren't really on a, a high at the time. So it's kind of a little bit of a hangover from that. I don't know. Cause I went through, I actually went back through some of our show notes and just yeah. to see good, bad and ugly, what we, from our mm-hmm. segment before. And yeah, I just, there wasn't the thing that got me was that there's a lot of individual player goods. True. But, but not a lot of team, but goods. nothing as a team. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, like, that's a huge, huge thing. Like if yeah. going into the playoffs, the team yeah. has to be clicking. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what I've liked though, just to point out the one that I did like where I, before I even looked at any notes or anything was the resilience. The resiliency of our defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at this defense from the beginning of the season, like it's not that great. Like the names no, they, there. They actually don't have they don't have any business doing as well as they are doing yeah. right now, right? Yeah. And so. even like right through the first half of the season, because mm-hmm. they had the Lilligren injury, Giordano was hurt for a while. And and then of course John Klingberg didn't work out, basically, yeah. as a as a signing. And that was supposed to be a huge Klingberg was supposed to be a huge uh, part of the D. I think they were really hoping for living as a signing. He was really hoping for that to work out. But, um, but considering all that, they played really like throughout like November, December, um, going over to Sweden and that. Um, and then, and then of course we have our, one of our favorite guys from, for Leafs Nation, Simon Benoit, who's, uh, who's really, he, we've kind of found a, a new a new guy on the blue line that uh, that has worked out that we didn't expect much from but he's really he's really played well so so that's basically what i've liked um but from what i've disliked basically 
I dislike the special teams, which we've talked about a couple of times on the show recently. And I didn't like also the, um, the inconsistency of the team. And we talked about that too, like winning, not <laughs> like winning a few games, losing a few games. And I dislike, there are two more. I will, will only mention one more though. I dislike our home record. We're mm. 11, not, we're 11, nine and two at home. Yeah. And, and that's just not right. And, and that, no, again, considering like, I think there's even, you know, with all the, the hoopla about the, the goal songs, I think there's even a, a goal song that they're supposed to, we haven't even heard one of them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think so. We're missing one already. <laughs> oh my God. Something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't like our home record right now. Yeah. We need to be better at home. And that kind of plays into the fact how they, this team still doesn't see how other teams come into Toronto and want to want to win here. Mm-hmm. Like they, they still don't seem to get the fact that the other teams get up for it and that they need to get up even higher than the other, than the visiting team. And, and, and just, they need to be better at home. That's, that's why you, that's why in the playoffs you want home ice advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, their road record is is really good. It's fourteen five and six, I believe, is what I wrote down. Yeah, from as of right now, bef- just uh, before we start into the uh, just after the All Star break. So, yeah, but um, yeah, and I won't go on with anything else. I mean, there is individual, <laughs> yeah, individual like you parts. definitely. That's that's part of the good. Like you know, you want to look at. Morgan Riley, for example, yeah. I mean, that's, and he was rewarded by a berth in the, in the all-star game, which we just had this weekend. Um, you know, the, the, the guys that have stepped in on, on D, like not just Benoit, but even Legison, he was like really, really decent, held the fourth well, you know, when we needed somebody there. Um, you know, uh, I guess other good things, uh, I, the Sweden experience was fantastic. All of the stuff like with Willie, um, how they played there. Um, that was j- not just a great experience, but it, it was, it was, it was just great. Like it was a great story. Um, you know, so all of, all of that part was good, but again, like that in the end, like stuff like that. And even, you know, like this past weekend, all of the, the great things to come out of that and those storylines that, that doesn't win you championships, that they're just good stories. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's part of the thing that when, when we were able to see David Pasternak in the interview availability there mm-hmm. at the all-star game and he, he kind of, fluffed it. Uh, a reporter kind of said that like how do you yeah. feel about Toronto players like like for like getting this experience being in the all-star game as as the host city and and winning and taking it all in and all that and he, whatever his answer was yeah that's great for them like or just, no just it was like, he basically it his thing what he said is is then this is a pretty close to pretty close paraphrases yeah they they needed they needed a few wins so good for those guys yeah. So, you but, know, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> in other words, and that's everywhere on social media today. I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this, everyone's probably heard that that quote yeah. because yeah. I've heard nothing but that quote all day today. So, um, yeah. so, so yeah. So, yeah. There are again. It's there. 
there are some good stories, like you said, from the first time. Well, yeah, and, and of course, I mean, obviously, Austin Matthews Aust- is gonna. That's what I was just <laughs> gonna say. Like, <laughs> like what he's doing, but it's you know, like you said, individual accolades are will only take you so far, mm-hmm. and the end result, um, you know, you want the team to come together and and have have chemistry and but I mean like you could see over this weekend in particular how close some of these guys are but it's not enough for just this small group to be close like the whole team really has to pull together and all right so yeah these players these mercenary type players like they've been doing well let's just say but it the team needs to come together more so um and gel and but even even if they do, I think there are some missing pieces here. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So definitely as we head towards the trade deadline on March 8th, um, where do you think the focus should be uh, for Brad Living? I mean, I guess we could say that what he has done to, to date has only somewhat worked out and some pieces have not been great. You mentioned yeah. Klingberg earlier. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, defense is always the main thing, right? In, 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 in the playoffs and going down the stretch, uh, towards the playoffs. So I think he has to get at least one or two defensemen, depth defensemen still, and possibly to a left winger. We seem to be short on that left side. Um, again, like with the departure of Kerfoot and even going back to Mikheyev on the left side. Those types of versatile left wingers, we don't have them. The mm-hmm. only one we have is Yarn Croak, and he's out of the lineup. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and the right. thing is, and, is I mean, they can put him all over the place, which is great. But yeah. then you are still every time you move him somewhere else, you're creating another hole that is not right. really being adequately filled. So, so yeah, I hundred percent agree that we seem to be really crit reason, yeah. which which you know actually the. The funny thing is, though, he is a right winger. I'm just looking it up just to make sure. So he's even more versatile because he's <laughs> listed as a right winger and he's most likely, he's mostly playing on the, on the left side a lot of times too. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I think we need that. I don't think he should, but the way this team is going, like we were just talking about the gelling and, and I, I just don't think that he should go all in and start trading like first round picks or anything no. like that with the way, the group is going right now, just after the all going to be going in. No, and after. and his predecessor, that's what they, that's what he did last year, right? So, I don't think you can go back to back like that necessarily. When you kind of put in all the chips twice, like you know, mm-hmm. if you didn't win when you put all in, in all your chips, that means you don't have that much to be putting all in in the first place. So, um, yeah, like I I think that. They can make a couple moves and, and, you know, maybe Tanev will be the, the, the guy, but by all accounts, like the price is pretty high on for him right now. Yeah. And with the moves already kind of starting, you know, with, uh, with Lindholm just being traded this weekend, I think that's going to kind of blow the doors off as soon as Monday hits. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's, stuff happening every week leading up to the deadline from here on in. And yeah. there'll probably only be fringe people left. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't be some useful pieces, but 
um, somebody who's going to be able to make a big impact. I don't know if, if that will be available if they wait until March 8th. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And our goaltending situation, I think really plays into it too. The fact that we don't know how Joseph Wall is going to be when he does come back, mm -hmm. hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you, we want to talk about bright spots, uh, the last, you know, two games that, that Samsonov mm -hmm. played, he looked amazing and much like his old self when he's on. So, mm -hmm. You know, now that he's had like an even more of a little bit of a breather and was able to kind of go off on the break on in a good place. Um, hopefully that means that he's going to come back and, and be much, much more steady and not get down on himself, um, in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. But then it comes down to also with, um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank here. Who's our, uh, our third goalie there. Martin Jones. Saved. Martin Jones. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to go into the playoffs with Martin no, Jones as one of your I'm, options. I'm wondering <laughs> if he, um, like he'll have to, I wonder if they'll, let's just say Wall comes back and he plays mm. well. Like, I guess Martin Jones would, like, would you send him down and risk him going through waivers again? I don't, I don't think you can do that. I right? don't know if I would do that. Yeah. I'm sure another team would claim him because there's a lot of other teams that yeah. like Carolina, for example, needs some. Yeah. Who needs goaltenders? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting and always a fun time, um, uh, for fans as we get closer to that NHL trade deadline day on March the 8th. Um, and we just finished off three days of fun at the NHL All-Star Weekend. And what better way to recap the festivities than with our list of top 10 moments? All right. So coming in. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Number 10 was meeting all the media members, people that we are inspired by, who are mentors to us. Um, you know, it's it was great to meet, for example, somebody like Christine Simpson uh, over this weekend. Um, it was a great opportunity for us to talk to some of these people, um, to pick their brains a bit and, and get to know some of them a little better. So that was very, very cool. And number nine uh, was the NHL All-Star Red Carpet. And that I'm sure most people have seen us on, on the red carpet ourselves getting ready for it. One day, maybe it'll happen. But um, but yeah, and just seeing the players um, on the red carpet at the actual official one, um, it was uh, it was an experience to see all the players coming coming down and getting into yeah, and uh, you know how accessible they were to people getting you know signing everything mm -hmm. as they went through. Um, yeah, that was really cool. So uh, next is number eight our preview of the NHL fanfare. And of course, Christine mentioned us walking down the red carpet <laughs> ourselves, which was super, super fun to do. Um, it was nice to be able to see all of the different interactive events that they're going to have going on and uh, getting to see that kind of ahead of the game was, was really cool. And number seven was the 
my personal favorite, I think, of everything, the mascot showdown. I'm a kid, I guess, right? I, I love Carlton. And, um, yeah, it was just so much fun and bumpy and gritty at the NHL fanfare, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the two mascots that the two teams that don't have mascots. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was a yeah, lot of that, fun. That mascot showdown was was really fun, and they are such a huge part of the event. And I had no idea that Carlton was such an amazing goalie. <laughs> so good. All right, number six, the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. So we know this was a totally revamped event. I think, you know, Connor McDavid, I didn't really know that he kind of was in on developing this. But anyway, it really um, highlighted their skills. And um, it was just great to see uh, how great, like, some of these guys are. Like, I have, like, I knew that that uh, Kale McCarr was a really good player. But uh, after seeing how well-rounded he is, I have, like, even that much more respect for him as a player. He is amazing. Yeah, that and the... Um I guess the that obstacle course they had as the final yeah. thing that was that really was amazing cool. and yeah. exci- so exciting to watch actually yeah. too. Yeah. All right, number five, uh, the Maple Leaf players proudly representing our team and city of Toronto and having fun doing it. So yeah, I thought that they. It was funny how many times you saw them taking pictures together, like mm-hmm. I thought, like the four of them, and and just around the media availability, they they. They really seem to be taking it all in and and, and enjoying um, the special moment that it is and and ho- as the host city mm-hmm. and playing for that city. And I, I loved how like Mitch Marner in particular, like he really hammed it up a little bit during the game as well. Like when Georgiev stopped him on a, on a tough shot, like he threw his glove at him. Um, and I think he did talk about like uh, Owen Nolan and um, how he remembered, you know, those types of moments from the All-Star game, like when he pointed at the goal and scored. So I think he kind of was inspired by that a little bit. So, all right, number four, the celebrity captains. So I think that uh, it was really, really cool. I know that they've had celebrities um, as co-captains before, uh, but the this year I really feel like the, the people that they had really got into it and uh, really fully participated. And that was really cool to see. Plus, they had the draft, uh, which was another vehicle for them to be able to participate as, as as opposed to just being on the bench, like during the game as, as what they've done in the past. And of course, who could forget like the media availability with uh, Michael Bublé and Will Larnett, which was so hilarious. And I, I'm sure people have seen clips from that all over the Internet. But they were so funny together. And Michael Bublé, who knew that he could have a career in stand up as well? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is a funny guy, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and obviously probably all over social media too. Justin Bieber and um, yes, yeah. and and Tate McRae. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she had a good show actually. Her yeah, I, she personally did. I didn't know who she was before we got <laughs> there, but before yeah. she was there, but yeah, her music is good, and um, yeah, they all did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. All right, so number three was the NHL draft for us, um, and that was. Uh, that was the NHL, not the NHL, I guess the NHL All-Star Draft, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. And just the idea that like Austin Matthews and Justin Bieber picked uh, and the assistant captain there, uh, Morgan Riley, they went with Willie first and then, but 
you had to wonder because they wanted all the Leaf players obviously on the one team and they were actually contemplating a trade because they weren't sure what uh, you never know like Connor McDavid and Will Arnett there being a Maple Leaf fan himself he might have taken Mitch and and all that but it turned out for this but uh, yeah it was it was uh, that was fun and we saw the cardboard uh, Phil Kessel there in the media room which <laughs> yeah. was also kind of yeah. brought a laugh to us but um yeah, overall that was a that was a great event too and in the end it was good how they had the the four players I think it was and they the way they did it with the envelope like to Yeah, actually, I I like that. Like there was nobody yeah. kind of left out in in the end. <laughs> like and Phil um Kessel, yeah. and it was, you know, luck of the draw who would get uh, placed where but uh it was right. good and and Trocheck ended up being like a really good good pick for Team Matthews though. So Yes. Mhm. All right, so number two is Team Matthews winning the NHL All-Star Game. So, of course, you know, there's nothing that would make us happier as Leaf fans than the the team with the most hometown players winning and and performing as well as they did as well. And, of course, Matthews being named MVP, although I think, you know, you could have made an argument for um, <laughs> Forsberg or... For Brinkett um, to yeah. also be named MVP, uh, which I do think that when he got the MVP, he did mention that um, those those guys as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was really really fitting, and um, they he could tell they really wanted to win. Um, Justin Bieber on the bench was really kind of encouraging them and kind of coaching them. And yeah. um, it did mean a lot to them uh, to I don't know. You know, win this in, in front of their fans. <laughs> I wonder what Sheldon Keefe thinks of Matthew's idea to have uh, Justin Bieber behind our bench sometimes. Because <laughs> he actually did say that. like <laughs> Just to was, bump him up a bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. In the dressing room, maybe. Because yeah. that lovely coat of his, the polka dot coat that he yeah. had on, that was quite interesting. But yeah, no, it was great that our, our team won, the home team, and... Um, yeah, and, and, they, and they all had a great experience, which is is great, and that's something that we hope pays dividends for the second half. You know, yeah. being yeah. able to bring that good energy into the second half of the season. Yes, and have a better home record. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then number one was having the opportunity to interview players like Philip Forsberg and Austin Matthews, and yeah, that was fun with. Um, Especially with Philip Forsberg, he was at one of the tables, so it was uh, our media tables, so that was you could kind of spend a little bit more time. We asked him a couple of questions, and he was uh, he was really good about it. And although I did miss up one thing on that one with his teammate, I referred to Roman Yossi as a Swedish player, but we all know he's or should know he's Swiss. Anyways, <laughs> but he should have been at the game as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, Definitely. there's Austin Matthews. Yeah, and yeah. We, uh, we managed to get a question there. And again, I made a minor mess up, but I'm not going to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is, though, um, they were both very gracious and gave very thoughtful answers. And um, yeah, so just the, having the it's opportunity nice. to yeah. have that type of access and be able to ask them questions and bring that back to you guys, our listeners. Um, you know, we're really grateful that we had the opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, and hope, nice that, that, hope that's not going to be the last time we get to do more of this type of stuff. Yeah, it's just nice that they're just regular people. Everything, And I yes. kind of saw that too yeah. from um, Matthew Barzell, um, who we didn't yeah. get the opportunity to ask, but you could really tell that he's 
they're all engaging type players, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just, uh, and I actually kind of felt sorry for them a little bit because you see all these microphones and everything hanging over their heads. And then you just mm-hmm. kind of think like, what, that is a crazy life to be, <laughs> to be totally. living. I know they get paid a lot, but that's, that's, that's a little bit over the top. Let's just say at these events. Um, yeah. When and you I know see, that, see it they like know that. that it's expected, but like I, like I said before, they're so gracious about it and so, yeah. so gracious with their time. Um, yeah, it's just, um, really, really great to see, um, you know, how they are just so willing to, to give up their time for an event like this. And, but then they're all in as well yeah. for the most part. Right. Yeah. Right. So we've posted many of these All-Star Weekend moments on our social media channels, and you can check them all out on X, Facebook, Instagram, or Threads. And our handle is at LTL1917. And we have also posted some video on our YouTube channel. So check that out as well and subscribe to our YouTube channel at LTL1917. So it was a great All-Star Weekend, but it's back to business for the NHL. And for our third period segment, we're now going to talk about what's going on with a few of the Eastern Conference teams that are all within a few points of the Leafs in the NHL standings. Yeah, so for our third period segment, uh, definitely it is very tight in the NHL standings as we record this show on Sunday before the Leafs face the New York Islanders on Monday night. Uh, We're a point behind the Tampa Bay Lightning in the division, but have three games in hand and in fourth place in the Atlantic division. So, um, yeah, so we're tied with the Detroit Red Wings with 58 points, and we also have three games in hand on the Wings. But, of course, with all these games in hand, you need to win those games in hand. Um, So the Leafs and Red Wings right now hold the last two wildcard spots in the Eastern Conference with the Islanders behind us with 52 points. So the game versus the Islanders actually is pretty important one um, as we want to keep some distance there uh, between us. So, um, so yeah, um, I don't know the, it, it seems like uh, with the way it is right now, I mean, the whole month of February, we still have the whole month of February and March, but it seems like the Red Wings and Tampa are really the, um, the two teams that we need to, I guess, work around. And um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that, like, what are your thoughts on whether or not we should really want to be more in the wild card standing? I mean, or if we want to be in that third spot and then, I mean, right now it's Boston and Florida, right? It's the top two. And I don't think, I don't think we're going to catch Boston uh, unless something drastic happens there. Um, Well, uh, I know I don't want to play Florida. So I'm almost thinking, let's just, I'm not saying go for a wild card position because you don't ever want to go for that. However, if we end up in one or stay in that kind of area in the, in the standings, um, you know, put it this way. We, we haven't done it that way in, in the last several, several years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's time to, have a different approach coming in and see what that does. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for our team to have adversity all the way along going right into the playoffs. Like we've seen in the past, like even a team like Florida, for example, who kind of had to 
get in by the skin of their teeth last year. And they were a good team, a talented team, a team that was a lot more was expected of at the beginning of the season. And they, they basically didn't do that great um, during the 22, 23 season uh, over the course of it, but they, they squeaked in and look what they did. So um yeah, I don't and think they we're managed gonna... to carry that momentum into this season as well. So, yeah. um, if we were to land in a in a wild card spot, you know, I, given the fact that we'd have to be every game would be important leading up to that, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's the point. the The fact that every game will be important, I think that's the main yeah. thing um, that we haven't had in previous seasons. Um, but, and I guess looking at Detroit's schedule, I mean, we only have. For us, we only have one game left with them in April, mm-hmm. um, but they actually don't play until Saturday night. So we're going to actually play a couple of the games in hand this week right. on them. And um, I guess Alex Lyon, once again, he was with Florida last year. It's just so weird because he was with Florida yeah. last year. And that run that you were talking about with them, he basically got them there mm-hmm. um, during that run towards the end of the season. Now he's doing the, seems to be doing the same thing with Detroit. Now he actually has a 0.922 save percentage. So he's playing pretty well for them mm-hmm. uh, in goal. And then um, Tampa, it's interesting. That would be an interesting series, mind you, if it was Tampa and Florida, the Florida series there, if they want to basically kill each other in a, in a, uh, in a first round series, that would be, that would be good. Um, but um, yeah, with them, I was actually looking it up because I, I haven't heard much of Sergachev. He's been injured, actually. Mikhail mm-hmm. Sergachev, on, and he's supposed to be coming back um, with uh, after this All-Star break as well. So they will get a bit of a boost for, on the D from, from him being back. Vasilevsky hasn't really played that great um, this since coming back from the major surgery on, his, on the hip. I guess he has a .899 save percentage. But, um, and they both, I mean, their schedules coming up in February aren't, uh, they're not that easy, I guess, on either team. So these are the things, I guess, as fans, we're going to be looking at as, um, because right now, like the, there's nobody really other, like, beyond. I guess it's the Islanders is right be- is behind Detroit and, and us basically with 52 points. So as long as we can win tomorrow night, we don't want them to be getting within four points of us, right? So mm-hmm. so it's an important game. And um, yeah, and then there's Pittsburgh, which good old Kyle Dubitz there is. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. think he's, he's well, he's a little bit behind us at 51 points Pittsburgh has. Um, so, well, let's switch over to then the Metropolitan Division uh, then. Yeah. Uh, since you're kind of talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins um, and let's look at the Rangers and the Hurricanes that are one and two in the division, uh, but uh, only two points separate the team. So the Flyers hold the third spot. Uh, and like you said, the Penguins and the Devils are out of the playoff picture right now, but also have games in hand. So we said that it might be better to be in the wild card spot and possibly that would mean facing the Canes or the Rangers, um, so how do how do we feel about that potential? I don't know. I don't like I'm thinking the Rangers might be the better of the two, but then playing at MSG is kinda Yeah, I don't know. Like great. it's but then when you look at the Canes, you know that Rod Brindamore has 
that team for so many years. Mm-hmm. This has to be, I mean, I don't know. I He's been there forever. You would think that this might be one of the the last times that he has the kick at the can to, to get that team. Well, yeah. To, and, I, but, and I think the last few seasons, the expectation has been pretty high for them. Like they've always yeah. been going into the playoffs, you know, in one of these, these top spots and then not really, you know, getting that far. So, uh, cause you know, obviously we haven't seen them in a Stanley cup final yet. And the expectation yeah. has kind of been there every single year that they are a contender. So, um, for them, like, I'm curious to see what they do at the deadline because, you know, this should be an, an all in year. And, you know, of course their, their issue, main issue right now is goaltending. Right. So, um, I'm curious to see what they're going to try to get with regards to bolstering themselves in net, because I don't think Freddie is going to be really ready yet. Um, He is starting to come back, but as far as, you know, being able to ramp him up to, you know, being ready for the playoffs uh, for that grueling schedule, you know, I don't know about that. So, yeah. And is Rantanen going to be good enough or they're a young kid, right? So, yeah, no, I don't, um, yeah, that anti Ranta. He hasn't been playing well, um, willingly, but no, uh, not ranting and Ranta. Yeah. Yeah. Ranta. But, yeah. um, but yeah, he hasn't been playing great either. Like they definitely have an issue there on the goaltending. And yes, I would mm-hmm. say that they should be all in too because they have a lot of good young players. Every time I look at their roster, I always see that name Seth Jarvis and I'm like, damn, that he would mm-hmm. be good. Right. <laughs> but, course that was the whole patty marlowe thing and um mm-hmm. but he would be looking good and as a all-around player for the leafs but um but yeah i i guess i'd out of the two i guess i'd have to go with facing the canes i don't know like i just think that they we would be maybe a bit of a better better matchup there um just because with the Rangers, uh, they have Shesterkin and Net, which is pretty mm-hmm. much uh, a guarantee that, uh, I mean, he hasn't been great either this season, but he can definitely show up when it counts. And they also have Jonathan Quick there um, as the backup who has Stanley Cup playoff uh, or Stanley Cup um, experience, basically winning the Stanley Cup with LA. That's the other thing we've talked about before. And our, our team, I mean, it would be nice to get a a player that has won a Stanley cup on our roster mm-hmm. um, just to have that if we can, but um, yeah, I just, I don't really see that this is a year where too much of that type of experience is really available either, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, and I just think the Rangers too, I mean, they have Jacob Truba there on defense and I just think they're a little bit more, physical let's just say and we don't really mm-hmm. have that ki- kind of team i think we can match up better with with the canes the canes aren't quite as i don't know the rangers seem to be more dirty to me yeah right dirty kind of play and whereas the canes are they're a good solid team but they're not quite yeah as, and physical but not in that chippy yeah. kind of dirty way like florida and and, and my rangers and our, more in that mold too our friend michael bunting can um we can handle his <laughs> chirping, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're used to it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so over the next couple of weeks, we're just going to go through the schedule here. The Leafs have a busy schedule at home. Um, 
This week, they have games versus the Islanders, which we mentioned a few times, the Dallas Stars, before going for a quick trip to Ottawa to play the Sens on Saturday night. And the following week on February 13th, uh, the St. Louis Blues uh, come to town. And then uh, Philadelphia comes comes in on Thursday night. And finally, the Anaheim Ducks get to play on a Saturday night uh, here in Toronto on February 17th. So, yes, definitely uh, break time is over. <laughs> and now they're going to be playing pretty much every other night uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. And the... Uh I mean, we got to win that game. The Sens game on the Saturday night in Ottawa, we have yeah. to win that game. It doesn't matter like <laughs> anymore. Like these, le- And the Saturday night game in Toronto versus the Ducks. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no excuses, anything. We got to win those games against those teams that are below the, below us in the standings. And um, yeah, and, and then these other games, like, I mean, we're, most likely not going to win all of them, but you got to win the ones you need that you should win. And then the other ones you hope to win um, at least, uh, I guess, between the, definitely tomorrow versus the Islanders, I'm hoping. Dallas, I'm not so sure because they're, they're a really good team out West. And then um, the Flyers uh, and the Blues are the, and the Blues I'd expect to get a win there too. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers is kind of a, a toss up because uh, they're, and that also depends too with this whole trade deadline that we've been talking about. You never know. Some of these teams, the Flyers have been um, rumored to, to be selling possibly their like some defensemen. Um, even uh, Travis Konechny has been out there too, rumored, I've heard. So I don't know. We'll see how these teams look like when they do come to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So before we go, just a reminder to hit that follow button wherever you listen to our show. Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can also find us on the Believe Network at Believe.com or on our website, ladiestalkingleafs.com. Also find the link to our website uh, and across all our social media channels. And our handle is L- at LTL1917. Uh, you can watch the show on YouTube. Our handle there is the same. And you can also see a whole bunch of videos that we posted from all the games we attended at Scotiabank Arena, including a whole lot of footage that we took uh, from this All-Star Weekend as well. So also, if you can take the time, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you, you. You did give us all those votes. So if you can leave us a rate or uh, a rating or a review and let us know what you think of the show, that would be fantastic. Uh, it's easy on Apple and Spotify. Uh, or just leave us a comment as well on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you and 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 chat with you. So uh, and we do thank you for taking the time. And another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there, and if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And as always, we want to say thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. We thank you as always for listening and watching Ladies Talking Leafs presented by Bet Online. Till next time, go, go Leafs, go. go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.